This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Friday, everybody! You got here. We're all here. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, Congratulations. You made it through your week. Uh, and we are all here safe and sound on actual Friday. Yes. And we are still looking toward uh, the Grammys on Sunday. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer has been filling in on the morning show. He'll be back with us on Monday. Holly Roberts is here with me until 3. Okay, so we've been starting the show the last couple days talking about some of the Grammy drama, right? So we're looking toward the Grammy Awards, which are on Sunday night. Mark your calendars or whatever you have to do. Set an alarm. Uh, but you'll be able to watch those on Sunday nights. But in the, in the kind of lead up to it, in... A way we've never really seen before. There's been some serious drama coming out of the Recording Academy. Uh, Holly, do you want to give the thumbnail sketch of what's happened till up till now? And then I'll tell you what the new development is, which is, by the way, a great development. Yeah, so the new CEO of the Recording Academy, Deborah Dugan, was put on indefinite administrative leave after allegations of bullying and harassment were launched against her by an employee of the Recording Academy. Well, Deborah Dugan fired off a complaint with the Equal Opportunity Commission saying that she was harassed at the Recording Academy. She had a whole list of complaints against the Recording Academy. Essentially, the story is, is, is there's a lot going on here, but what we can say is from reading all the tea leaves about what was happening, she says the Recording Academy was an old boys club. They were doing things to eventually muscle her out of the position of CEO. She went on Good Morning America yesterday and was talking about all of those things. Uh, things that were happening at the Recording Academy against her. And so we are kind of at that point where we're like, huh, there's a lot going yeah, on in the Recording and Academy. What actually is going yeah, on? Yeah, what is actually going right. on? Because it definitely is, well, for lack of a better term, a he said, she said things. She's right. saying that she was trying to go in as the new CEO of the Recording Academy and make some pretty prolific systemic changes in the way the Recording Academy operates. Mm-hmm that there might be some shady things going on in the way that they handle money, in the way that they gather votes for the Grammys. Right. Those are pretty big. Pretty big allegations. Yeah, totally. And, you know, what's interesting, too, is that these seem to be changes that were being called for. Yes. And the reason that she was hired was to address some of these changes. And then so so they had assembled a year and a half ago uh, a task force, uh, the Recording Academy Task Force on diversity and inclusion. Uh, and they'd assembled this task force to respond to the complaints 
that the Grammys were not very diverse. So we've heard complaints about this in other award systems. Yes. Right? We've heard about that in the Oscars and the Academy Awards. We've heard about it in the Golden Globes and the Emmys. This is not a new uh, awareness. Yeah. And we've heard about it in the Recording Academy itself, being that sometimes the Recording Academy gives some of its highest honors to uh, acts that would be mm, maybe not relevant to the current year in which they are given out. Right. And, and so that has been a long-standing criticism of the Recording Academy. Right. So, uh, so Deborah Dugan had gone in and was working with this diversity task force. She was interviewing recording artists. She was taking a lot of data in to try to make some of these, uh, as you said, prolific changes that were being called for by the members of of the Recording Academy and uh, the board. And so she thought she was doing what was asked of her. Right. Now there's maybe some um, speculation that it was a little too much too quickly, but here's the new news today. The, uh, that the Academy's task force on diversity has now released a statement. And in this statement, and I kind of want to read between the lines of the statement. It's a, it's a longer statement. It's about four paragraphs, five. I'll, try to paraphrase it to the best of my ability, but essentially what the task force says is that these, these changes, they've outlined 18 specific systemic changes that they have determined were, are needed to improve the diversity and inclusion in the Academy. This is all laid out in a 47 page report and they are calling for these changes as soon as humanly possible. They say this needs to happen now these changes do. And that seems to be in support of what Deborah Dugan was really trying to work toward. Yeah, and interesting that you say that, Colleen, about this new statement that's been issued uh, by this task force. One of the things that they say is that they want to implement, and I'm quoting here, these new charges reinforce just how important and urgent it is that the Academy implement all of the changes in the report that we delivered without any delay. Now, I want to, that is... I mean, that is how pointed can they be? They could not say that more clearly. We want this done yesterday. Yes, like this should have been done by now. But what Mm -hmm. I think is really interesting um, is they they point out five different recommendations. They make 18 full recommendations or systemic changes that they'd like to see, but five recommendations that their report calls for. And one of them that I would like to point out that I think is incredibly interesting but is buried in their list changing the board of trustees election system so that the leadership of the academy will be more diverse and inclusive while the academy announced a partial implementation of our recommendation last month it does not go far enough so essentially what you hear them saying and this by the way is the task force of diversity and inclusivity that was put together for the recording academy to assess how they're being diverse and inclusive in their award system they're literally saying the leadership is corrupt. Yeah, the leadership is corrupt. Also here, Colleen, they're speaking to something that Deborah Dugan, the ex-CEO of the Recording Academy, let's just say, it, it, the likelihood of her coming back right. is just uh, pretty, pretty grim. Well, you know, unless things go well with the reports that have been filed, but... She's on the bench right now. Well, here's something, too, speaking to this talking point that the task force issued. Hiring an independent outside advisor to conduct a review of all policies to ensure the Academy has a compliant and inclusive workplace culture. Now, that 
is a direct that's direct that is directly addressing what deborah dugan was saying was one of the big problems of the recording academy was that it was so insular they were using inside attorneys they were using inside sources to do all of their stuff that like how can we make changes at the recording academy when everyone is invested on the inside yeah what this task force is saying like yeah we know but we need to we we need to bring in outside people so that they can do some checks and balances on us. Right. Hello. Hello. It is it is really interesting when you when you really sit and go through again like I said it's about five paragraphs this uh statement that was issued I believe today uh or yesterday by uh the task force on diversity and inclusion about how what the changes are that they would like to see happen immediately with the recording academy and by the way we looked up the board of the actual board of trustees for the recording academy yeah not a lot of names that that most people would recognize Mm -mm. um holly just from your rudimentary once over did you get the sense that it was more one gender than the other or uh, sort of you know it looks like the the board of trustees it looks like slowly they've been trying to address this issue of diversity on the board yeah. there are some old school recording industry executives on there that you wouldn't know their name but it's obvious when you google them that they've been around the block a time or two right they have a couple of young people a couple of people who are in different genres but you know But not huge names that you're going to recognize right off the bat. But I will tell you, this task force boasts such people as some names you might not recognize, but you'd recognize their role, like the Time's Up president and CEO, Tina Chen, or uh, singer Andra Day, rapper Common, uh, Jimmy Jam is on this task force committee, Sony Music's Julie Swidler. So there's a lot of... um, there's a lot of, and, and there's about, oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, about 10 to 12 people on this task force. And they were able to assemble and get this statement out today. And when you read between the lines, it is looking more and more to me like they are supportive of Deborah Dugan yeah. and the actions that she was trying to implement and the work she was trying to do that they felt, or at least she felt, was what was being requested of her. Mm-hmm. And so when you take a step back and look at what's going on right now, it really does look like they took this action to stop the ball from rolling forward. Yeah. And I want to point out this part of the statement uh, that this task force said, they said change is hard Yeah, and it won't be easy to make these changes. And then they express their disappointment. And then at the end, I think this is really important to point out because It's true that music has historically catalyzed and galvanized mass social change. And so it must be again now. Which I think is so beautifully written and so completely true. Well, you know, we're going to continue to have our eye on this story. But certainly as we watch the Grammys on Sunday, it'll be interesting to see how this is or is not addressed. Mm -hmm. uh, And what comes of it. Uh, Again, Grammys are on Sunday night and you can tune in on Monday to hear our hot takes on the Grammys. Uh, all right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese is bringing all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert.
Elizabeth Reese is here. She's brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hello, Elizabeth. It's nice to see you on this fine cloudy afternoon. It's Friday. Yes. We made it through the week. Yay. Um, Okay. Actress Rosie Perez uh, was... Well, I haven't heard about her in a long time. I know. Here's an interesting thing about her. She was sneaked into Manhattan Supreme Court this morning. Indicating she could take the stand in Harvey Weinstein's rape trial. Interesting. That is very interesting. Prosecutors want to call her to the stand to boast the testimony of Annabella Siora, who is the Sopranos actress who testified yesterday that Harvey Weinstein raped her in 1993 or 1994. And so what prosecutors want is for uh, Rosie Perez to take the stand because they say she's going to testify that, in fact, Annabella told her what Harvey Weinstein did to her about that rape in 1994. Okay, that's... So the judge hasn't ruled yet if Rosie Perez is going to be able to testify. That Mm. would be so great. Yeah. Yeah, For a couple of reasons. And I just realized we didn't actually put this on our uh, list of things to talk. Well, it was on the list, but it didn't make the show today. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you go through uh, Annabella Ciola's... how do we I say don't know how to say it. I'm, her testimony. I apologize if I butchered it. No, that. it's okay because I'm doing it too. Uh, when you go through her testimony, it's this is why I think it's so important for people, especially if you have questions about how somebody could wait so long to report a rape. It's important to hear them tell their story right? Yep. because you will begin to understand how, for example, she didn't necessarily realize it was rape. Right. Mm-hmm. Because in her mind, rape was something that a stranger did to somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. It was a violent act committed by somebody, you know, on the. You're running yeah. through a park yes. and someone attacks you and rapes you, right? And That's her, like the idea that you have. And also, I, I, I think many women have been in situations before, maybe not to the degree that she was, but where you are getting some unwelcome attention from a man and you. You are saying to yourself, what am I doing that is making this look like something I want right, right now? Right. Yeah. And and this was an extreme case of that when you read through her testimony. Boy. And I just really that that's my plea to everybody, especially if you are somebody who is skeptical about these allegations. When you read through the testimony, it 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 will make sense in a different way. Right. Why didn't you say something right away? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you claw and scratch at him mm-hmm. and kick him in the nether regions? Why didn't you do all those things? Yeah. It's a, I mean, people's reaction to sexual assault is much more complicated than that. It absolutely is. It's not like what you see in the movies. Right. Exactly. This guy was making the movies and then also doing the sexual assault. Oh, he mm-hmm. just is. But I he, said he, was doing, he said he was doing a lot for women. Though. Oh, what a joy. Oh, what a, he, what a gross human being. <sighs> yeah, the worst. Uh, Jessica Simpson is looking back on her failed marriage to her first love, Nick Lachey. I don't know if I like the term I, failed marriage. I was marriage. just going to say that. I was just reading the headline. I wasn't even making that up out of my own brain. I was lazily yeah. just reading it. And then I thought, I don't think I like that. No. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Because a marriage is, you will gain something from any marriage. Yes. It even happened, if the marriage right? doesn't survive. And then to say that it's failed, I don't yeah. know. It's a little like heavy. Yeah. Um, anyway, she says he was my first love. Um, she's writing this in her new book that I'm obsessed with. I've been talking about it all week. Can't wait to read it. <laughs> Thank the Lord in heavens above that yes. this book is coming out. No kidding. Yeah. Nick loved the fact I was so strong in my faith and that I had this wide-eyed, innocent approach to life. This is Jessica Simpson writing in her book. When he proposed in 2002, I said yes. We all remember. We all mm-hmm. saw the video. Yeah. Uh, then they got married later that year. They documented their marriage on Newlyweds, Nick and Jessica. The greatest reality show ever. It really was. And Jessica says we were young and pioneering our way through reality television, always miked and always on. You know, it was different back then. And we've been talking about this. It really was like all the time. Now reality stars put stipulations on things. They say when they're going to be filming. They do certain days. They set up certain activities. Mm -hmm. Back then it was like the camera crew is in your house all the time just to see what you're doing. Which I might argue made for a more interesting reality TV. It really did. I remember just looking at their life, because I had just gotten married at the exact same time. Oh, really? So I remember my husband and I would watch this show. Oh, that's fun. And we were newlyweds as well. And I remember thinking, gosh, what a fun life they have. Like, they sit out by the pool and just hang out. Just wear sweatpants. Yeah, they have that in, they had that beautiful um, home theater that they built. I was like, God, they have the best life. They have the best life. (laughs) Well, turns out they didn't. She said, we worked and we were great at it but when it came time to being alone we weren't great at it anymore and she um, said we really got crushed by the media and by ourselves I couldn't lie to our fans and I couldn't give somebody hope that we were this perfect golden couple she filed for divorce in 2005 and they split up and um she said, I was really young and my success hadn't really begun when she met Nick Lachey. He knew me as this young, innocent 18-year-old that had never been introduced to the world in so many ways. I went straight from my father to him. Mm. Nick's very smart. He was eight years older than me, but he was also young. And she said, I want to be very respectful because I married him for a reason and we were together for seven years for a reason. He has a family now and I would never say anything to disrespect that. Well, that's completely the opposite of a failed marriage. She is acknowledging that she is walking away from that marriage, having gained something, learned something, and she still respects Nick as a person. Right. I know. I think it's hard lovely. Uh, The book is called Open Book and it hits shelves on Tuesday, February 4th. I cannot wait. Mark your calendar. Pre-ordering uh, now. I know. going to be so good. I think you should do the audiobook because she narrates I know, it. right? I like to do a hybrid. I like to do a little of oh, each. you do? Is yeah. it that confusing, though? No, because... How do you know when to stop and when to start? How guys, do you pick your pages? Oh, you guys. I read on a Kindle, and the Kindle syncs up with the Audible. And so... I just can pick up and Gosh. go whenever. You're even cooler than I no, thought. No, this is my life that hack. That is really wonderful. I so do this for saying school I could too. be doing that. This is why I have, I got an Audible membership. I'm sorry I'm getting off track. I have yet to listen to an Audible yeah. book because I thought, well, if I commit to listening to it, then what if I want to actually physically read it? So it syncs to my Kindle. Yes. Did I just change your life? You just changed it my life. It is the greatest thing in the entire world every time i walk in here i learn how to live better and i I get some sort of recipe suggestion (laughs) and it is frankly 
a joy. It is, isn't it? Taylor Swift <laughs> is opening up about um, an eating disorder that she previously battled, and she said that the paparazzi photos were a big trigger. Which, we mm-hmm. talked about this, and I think, I'm so thankful that she's talking about this, because even though it's Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. you, young girls and women do this with celebrity pictures. 100%. Right? Like, they'll put themselves in that position. And so, if, you know, if, if somebody's being critical, like, I think she talks about a picture of her where she thought her tummy was sticking out a little yeah. bit. And there were tabloid headlines asking about whether or not she, she was, was pregnant. She was pregnant. She was mm-hmm. 18 years old. And I think that, you know, young girls, young women, uh, actually women of all ages, will will take on some of that criticism for their own bodies oh, sure. as well. So oh, if Taylor that. Swift is getting criticized for looking like that, then what, what are the people, heck, are what are people say saying about, about me? Saying about exactly. Me. And so I'm glad that she's talking about this and talking about what an eating disorder looked like in her. And can we just stop speculating if someone is pregnant? That's the, it's the worst. Please. Yeah. I mean, for the love, just stop. All right, uh, send me some more recipes. Okay, Gotta go. sounds okay. good. <laughs> Thanks, Elizabeth Reese. We need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right, you win a prize. On My Talk 1071. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions, but you have to call if you want to play. Come on. 651-641-1071. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at My Talk 1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, has been working the morning show. So he's not with us today, but he will be back on Monday. Holly Roberts and I are taking you till three o'clock. Uh, you got to call though, because we want to play this game. But if you don't call, then we can't play. 651 641 1071. That's the number to call. And again, we give you 30. This is called stalling. Yes, this we is give called you tap dancing. 30 seconds to answer five <laughs> pop culture questions. Uh, and then, uh, you know, if you get them all right, you'll win a prize. The game, by the way, is called the 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Today, Colleen. We've got Steve on the line, and what is Steve playing for? Steve is playing for a beautiful one of a kind My Talk 1071 t shirt. Yay! All right, Steve. You know how this works, Steve. The timer will begin after I ask the first question. Are you prepared? Steve. What? Are you there? there. What? <laughs> Are you ready? I am ready. All right, here we go. <laughs> Who sings the song All About That Bass? Uh, Nicki Minaj? No. Uh, something, Ariana Grande? No. Ryder, uh, I don't know. You want to pass? Yeah. Who played the title character in the 90s TV show, Sabrina the Teenage Witch? I don't know. Fran Drescher starred in what 90s sitcom? I'm going to pass them all, gosh. Okay, (laughs) what is the name of Jessica Simpson's sister? Oh, um... Okay, I was just going to say, Steve, I, if you get one of them right, I will give you some. But I'm sorry, you did not win the 30-second pop culture challenge today. Uh, but you can play again on Monday because we do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. All right, let's go through those questions. Actually, Ryan, you yeah. want to play, Ryan, you you wanna wanna play, play? along? Yeah, those were, okay. uh, those were a little difficult. I know, but, uh, I thought they were tricky. Okay, so the first it. one, who sings the song all about that bass? Uh, Megan Trainer. All right, who played the title character in the 90s TV show, Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Oh, that... 
Melissa Joan Hart. Yes. Yeah. Fran Drescher starred in what 90s sitcom? That's the nanny. Uh, what is the name of Jessica Simpson's sister? Ashley. With two E's. Two and E's. what is the name of Rob Kardashian's sock line? Sock line? Yeah. I don't know. Arthur. Pass. Arthur George. You did not win either. <laughs> but now that we got all those questions answered, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items. Holly's brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. And joining us today to solve celebrity gossip mysteries is Ryan. He's already focusing. From the Donna and Steve show. Thanks for joining us, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Where's the mic? There it is. Okay, yeah, yeah, you got open he your eyes. He has to close his eyes. I love it. Oh. No, get in there. Okay. Get, in, get in your happy spot. <laughs> Ryan's eyes are closed. Okay. Colleen's are wide open. Wide open. Here's our first celebrity gossip right. mystery. Apparently, over the holidays, this former almost A-list mostly movie actress turned escort showed up unannounced multiple times at the home of this writer-slash-former-A-list-mostly-television actress asking for a role in a new reboot of a movie they once worked on together. Oh. Ryan, I know this one, so I'm just going to help you through you? it. This yeah. is easy for you? Th- yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is easy. All right, so you want to break it down, Ryan? Okay, so two people we got to think of. Yes. The... Former almost A minus list, mostly movie actress turned escort. No, you don't know that you don't necessarily think of her as an escort, but if you've been following blind items, Mm -hmm. you would know that this person has uh, found herself in the world of yachting. Yes. Yes. And I learned that. Yes, we've taught you that. Yes, yes. Good. You're you're learning. He can be taught. All right, so that's one person. Mm -hmm. And then we also have to think of the writer slash former A list, mostly television actress. I would call her still A-list. I don't want to trip you up on the former A-list. I think she's it's more former television actor than former A-list. Sure, she just hasn't done acting a yes. lot lately. But so, she's still an A-list celebrity. Is she hmm. more known for her writing these days, would you say, or acting? These, I don't know. These days, probably these days. more for the writing currently, but you know her for both her writing and her acting. And is it, uh, uh, does she write comedy yes. or drama? Comedy. Mm-hmm. Dang. And a reboot we are looking for here that this mm-hmm. writer does. Yeah. Yep. And worked with this former A minus list person in the first version of this. Yes, the very first version. With, very first. I believe in you, Ryan. Yeah. Come on, uh, Ryan. Uh, am, am I leaning towards full house? No, no, don't lean that way. Is it is it Lohan again? Yes. She's always the culprit ding, with ding, escorts ding. and yachting. Exactly. Uh okay, now who's the writer? Who's the writer? An actress, but most Tina Fey. Yes, yes, right. Oh. And what's the reboot? It's a uh, Mean Girls. That's oh, right. Ryan, I love this. <gasps> Yay! I love right. to see you succeed. Yes, so, <laughs> let me fill in the blank for you. So, apparently, over the holidays, Lindsay Lohan oh. showed up unannounced multiple times at Tina Fey's house, asking for a role in the new Mean Girls musical movie. Mm. I bet that I bet Tina Fey ruse the day that she got. Tangled up with Lindsay Lohan <laughs> because Lindsay has not stopped bothering her. No, am I right? You're totally right. Oh, poor Tina. I know. Uh, all right, let's do another one. You ready, Ryan? Uh, yeah, he's got this one might be more difficult if the last blind item wasn't hard enough for you, Ryan. Here's our second. Celebrity gossip mystery. This former A-list actor slash general bleepity bleep had a guy kicked out of a restaurant because the guy did what everyone should do when encountering the actor. 
Ask him why his best friend, why he is best friends with a serial rapist and an apologist for the rapist. So, former A-list actor slash general bleepity bleep. Okay. And his best friend. His serial rapist best friend. Yes. Well, this could be anybody. I mean, that's the sad part. Well, this person, the former A-list actor, I'm not sure if he's necessarily gone out publicly saying, I defend my best friend against these allegations of sexual assault. However, these two acted on a sitcom, two sitcoms together. Okay, is it... um is it Ashton Kutcher? Ding, ding, ding. Wow. Yeah. And is it that guy who... Danny. Danny Masterson. Masterson? That's right, yeah. Ryan. High five. Yeah. Good job. Right. I... Oh, okay. All right. Fill in the so, blank. Ashton Ooh. Kutcher had a guy kicked out of a restaurant because the guy did what everyone should do when encountering Ashton Kutcher. Ask Ashton why he is best friends with Danny Masterson and why is Ashton Kutcher also an apologist for Danny Masterson's behavior. And he has been. I mean, yeah. he has publicly kind of sided with Danny Masterson. And the uh, I think the reason we haven't heard... Oh, I'm going to say something, and I'm going to have to dig myself out of a hole later, no doubt, but um, hopefully not literally. Uh, I think one of the reasons why Danny Masterson hasn't been made more of an example is because of his ties with Scientology. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, did you hear this story regarding Danny Masterson? The headline is that the singer from the band Mars Volta alleges that Scientologists killed his dog over Danny Masterson assault allegations. His wife has accused Danny Masterson of sexual assault. Now, this guy, the singer of Mars Volta, is claiming that Scientologists have killed his dog. Yikes. Don't mess around. That 70s show, that was pretty funny, though. Huh? I mean, it was a pretty great, it was a pretty great show. funny show. Was it, though? I mean, it's hard to say that out loud, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, All right, let's move let's on. Let's do another one. All right, another blind item for Colleen and Ryan to solve this afternoon. This foreign-born A-slash-A-minus-list model has not been spending much time with her offspring because a new client wants her just for himself And no excuses why she can't see him. Oh. So think about Mm. a foreign-born AA-list model who hasn't been spending much time with her offspring because she has a new client, and that client is greedy for her attention. Okay, when you say client, are we assuming that this person has some escorting tendencies? Maybe some pay-to-play publationship experience uh, in their past. Ooh. Allegedly, supposedly, we can't confirm it. We okay. can only speculate about it. Is this offspring uh, anyone of note? Well, the parents are of note. Parents. So, she is a parent. The other parent is an A-list person. Now, interestingly enough, we have seen the other A-list parent out and about with the offspring, which is unusual, and we mm. really haven't seen that behavior that much in the past oh i know this one you need to say it do you want me to just say because you're never gonna i don't know models i don't know models as well as i should i know you'll know this one bradley cooper and irena shake ding colleen congratulations all right i won the blind (laughs) items today it's not a game all right let me fill fill in the 
the blank for you quick. So Irina Shake has not been spending much time with her daughter because a new client wants Irina Shake just for himself and wants oh. no excuses why Irina can't see him. So he's being all greedy. Now, if you've noticed, maybe within the past month or two, Bradley Cooper has been out and about with his daughter. Mm-hmm. We usually don't see pictures of Bradley Cooper with his daughter, but... Lo and behold, there they are. So what NT Lawyer is alluding to is that, yeah, Bradley Cooper probably has custody of his daughter right now because mom is busy. Is busy. With work. With work. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Very. Ryan, thank you for playing along. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Bong, Thank it you. was fun to have you here. Any old time that, uh, you know, that you want to show up, you can pop in. Well, I hope Donna didn't hear that. She can show up, too. It's a party, man. Yeah. Sometimes we need all the brains in the room. I'm just yeah. saying. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I uh, am now obsessed with another Netflix show because I was sick yesterday. I spent a lot of time on the couch trying to recover and put my eyeballs on something. And it's a TV show that was recommended by our listeners. It is a reality game show on Netflix. And if you aren't watching it, I'm going to tell you why you should be. It's called The Circle. We'll talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. Okay, so, uh, by the way, thank you for that, Holly. Uh, I have been watching a show, so uh, yesterday I was really sick. Like, I left work, and I had to lay down on the couch and only let joy in through my eyeballs because my body was not feeling it. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer did the morning show. He will be uh, back with us on Monday. Holly and I are going to hang out with you until 3. Um, but uh, So we did a talker the other day about shows that people were watching. And people kept on calling about this show called The Circle on Netflix. And I was like... I don't know what it is. Tell me what it is. And when people described it to me, I said, that is my show. I have watched five episodes since I got home from work yesterday. And I'm obsessed with this show. Obsessed. Seriously. This is not like anything you've ever seen before. Okay, so it's called The Circle. And uh, when we talk about things that we're watching, we do a little here's what we're watching live. You you guys watch that television show together, don't you? Team Cobra presents Here's What We're Watching Live. I'm so glad that you watched this, Colleen, because at first when people were talking about The Circle, I thought they were talking about that movie that came out a couple of years ago with Emma Watson and Tom Hanks, which was a noted turd at the box office. So I was like, why the heck are we talking about this? But it turns out it's something completely different. It is completely different. And, I, you know, I, too, thought it I, I didn't think it was anything like what it is but when i heard it's a competition show and it's like a reality show on netflix i was like i gotta see how they did this okay so here's the premise of the circle and it's 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 sort of like big brother meets facebook oh i know it sounds like sounds awful uh meets catfish how about that like i'll throw a couple extra things in there so 
So, so there's an apartment building that ha- that has is full of suites, and each contestant checks into their own suite. the The suite is outfitted with uh, some monitors that help them access the social network, which on the show is called the circle. And the circle is a social network only for these people in the game. So that was one thing I didn't understand going in. But but it is a social network that is only populated by the people who are playing the game. They are in their own suites. They never see each other in person. They only interact with each other through this imaginary social network called the circle. But they can do all the things that you would do on Facebook, on your social network. They can post photographs. They can post statuses when they're asked to. And they, they sort of, the producers sort of control the game in such a way. Mm-hmm. They can private message. They can group message. They will play games together sometimes through the social network. But what they're trying to do is not get blocked from the circle. If you get blocked, you get kicked off. So the producers are the ones who are going to block people from the no. circle. What? No. So, each day, two new people become, quote, influencers based on other people's feelings about them. They rank their favorite people. Oh, God. Yes, I know. It sounds like a nightmare, but I'm I'm telling you. I'm already stressed out having you describe this to me because it's like all my worst nightmares about myself and my relationship to social media. Right, and this is actually, I think, what it's supposed to kind of bring up. So add to that, remember I said it's part catfish? Yes. Add to that that you can come into the game, the people, the contestants can come into the game, and they can choose to not be themselves. So they can choose to have an alter ego. And so the pictures that then they're sending out are not of them. They're of models that have given consent for them to use their photographs. So they can be putting forward a physical image that isn't their actual person. And in fact, one person who's playing the game is playing as his own girlfriend who's not in the house with him. So he uses her image and he's behaving as though he's her, which imagine how fun that is when all the girls go into a private chat and they're talking about their periods and he freaks out. And he doesn't know how to do it. He doesn't know how to do it, but he figures it out. Okay. So... The, but the gist of this show that's so unexpected, at least where I am in this, and I know that it's a journey, it'll probably reveal more lessons, is it really is about, like, be careful about how you judge somebody based on their social media. For example, somebody could really be putting forth their real person. The, the people who are catfishes do it for different reasons. One of them is like, if I showed you a picture of myself, you wouldn't want to interact with me in the way that you all want to interact with me mm. when I put out this like a beautiful model person. Right. And so she goes through with this alter ego and they do have an opportunity at some point when they um, do get blocked, they can go visit one person in person. So when they're in this apartment yep. complex on the show, the uh-huh. circle on Netflix, are they confined to their rooms or are they actually going about some semblance of daily no, life in they're here? Confined to their rooms. However, they're um they they do have some other they have like a rooftop that has a, a hot tub and the producers clearly make sure that nope they can go up there and have use of that. And then there's like a yoga room and then there's a workout studio. So there's other places in this apartment building that they can go, but the producers clearly make it so that they never will interact 
with each other in doing so. And and if they are on the rooftop in the hot tub, they can still use the social network. So throughout the day, they're interacting on the social network called the circle and they're playing the game, you know, so they all have their own little notebook that they can keep notes in about who they're interacting with, what that person said, who they think maybe isn't who they say they are. It's really interesting. So like I said, it's like Big Brother meets Catfish meets Facebook. Like, throw it all together in one big soup, and I hope that there are multiple seasons of this, and I'd like to be on it. I am having anxiety listening to you describe the show because it's all of the things that I hate about social media. But it's fascinating on one point because I know, you know, you can go down social media rabbit holes and it's fascinating on that sociological level, but on a very human level, oh, it it just, the, the thought of being because then you think about well how would i be right. in the circle how would i choose to go about this and you hear their strategy because they yeah. talk through everything so that's the other interesting thing is they're alone in this room but they clearly have been told by producers you have to have all of your thoughts out of your mouth yes so they're thinking out loud about okay so i get to post a picture what picture am i going to post of myself i want one that makes me look this way but doesn't make me look this way and i want people to think this about me based on my picture but not think this well, and what's fascinating about that is that every single person has that internal yes. dialogue about what you're putting out on social media, because whether you're conscious of it or not, there is a strategy behind yes. all the thoughts. Oh, I know. And you oh. see it sort of gamified and you realize what you've been doing. Oh. It's crazy. I'm telling you, it's the most interesting sociological experiment. It's called The Circle. It's on Netflix. Uh, you can binge the whole season. I am like... I'm here in body, but my mind is back at home wanting to watch this. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we think that we know who's going to do the Royals' first interview, and we're rolling our eyes. Hear why after this.